What are we talking about on the Grow Your Damn Business podcast? We're talking about business, specifically your business. Is it growing or are you stuck? How painful is that growth? Is it running you or are you running it? Are you working in your business or on your business? On the Grow Your Damn Business podcast, we explore these questions and much more. Expect a lively, spirited discussion about what it takes to grow your damn business. And now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. So happy to have everyone with us today, and so pleased to be joined by Dan Frazier. Dan is the CEO and a board member at Century Support Services. Dan, thank you so much for taking some time to join us today. Hey, Scott. Great to, great to be here, and thank you for the invite and the opportunity. I appreciate it. No, really looking forward to the discussion. And uh, Dan, I've got a chance to know one another here over the last six, eight months or so uh, after just meeting this past summer. So uh, he was kind enough to give us some of his time and to jump on. So, Dan, thanks again. Dan, let's get started. Why don't you just give us a little bit of uh, your background and then uh, tell us about Century Support Services, and then we'll go from there. Absolutely. Sure. So um, I, I have a pretty varied background. Um, I, I started my career in, in accounting and moved quickly out of that because I don't think I could do that the rest of my <laughs> entire life. So uh, after a year and a half of being in it, went into technology, spent a bunch of time in helping build companies from a technological perspective, and then wound up being a, a leader in an operations um, in the mortgage services industry and kind of continued my path of growth and leadership there and been a bunch of different companies kind of sharing my experiences and uh, and giving them the opportunity to, to help uh, build and grow, um, which is something I really, really enjoy doing is, is watching watching and being a part of growing companies. Nice. And so just talk about a little about that, because leadership, obviously, really critical on that growth side. You mentioned it a couple of different ways. And, and uh, obviously, with, with the background, got, got some different things you can pull upon. What are, what are some of those key things that you look to, to talk through with folks and to demonstrate it from a leadership style that, that you've utilized across your various uh, opportunities? Yeah, I would say, you know, the, the, the number one thing is to, to make sure that everybody is kind of working um, in the same direction. And, and I know we have that everybody, everybody shares the, the, the kind of the analogy of rowing in the same direction, Absolutely. Um, yep. Yep. considering rowing the boat. Yep. And, um, you know, early in my career, I worked for a handful of banks in the, in the, the city of Pittsburgh. That's where I live here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and, uh, large, very large organizations. Um, it was, it was very, um, much that big monolithic type company where it took a lot of red tape to get things going. There really wasn't a lot of clarity around, uh, functional roles and and where we all kind of driving towards the same goals um, for the business as a whole as well as the business units that we work within so I, I learned early on that you know that's something that I, I didn't want to do because I had such a very negative negative experience working for these big big large companies and um, you know it would take you know almost a year to take something that was innovative and bring it to life because you had you had people that weren't really working on the same page or working with the same goals in mind or the initiatives weren't connected in any way shape or form or just in general that you know people didn't understand what their responsibilities really were truly to the organization and for for me and you know, one of the things that I, I I really focus on is trying to connect that that strategy through everything that we do from top to bottom, right? That that means at the at the at the start of hiring, recruiting, and understanding how those folks are 
um, uh, what their experiences are, but more importantly, what they care about and what their passions are and how their their passions can integrate into what they do on a day-to-day basis, whether where they're at right now or what they're going to do for us if they you know, find a way as, as being a, uh, a new hire inside our organization. But then aligning that across all of our teams and making sure that we have, you know, primary, primary owners of things that we want to get done and what timeframes we want to get done. And then who are the supporting cast members that really are going to help to bring to life that thing that we're working on to support the vision? Yeah, I love that. You hit on, on so many Great key things there. Obviously, one of the things that that we talk about quite a bit, uh, just with companies running on EOS, uh, you know, the small to mid-sized companies, the entrepreneurial companies that are running on that is just making sure that folks know what the heck they're responsible for, right? Where are those accountabilities lie? And we, we spend a lot of time with folks starting there. Like, don't worry about it. Like, what is the job responsibilities? What are the key roles that you have? in that function, right? That's, that's the jumping off point. What am I on the hook for? <laughs> when you know that it's amazing how quickly you get folks on board and say, Oh, this is mine. Like, Oh, my name's next to this particular thing. <laughs> really, really remarkable when you, when you get folks thinking that way and, it, and it's often an oversight. Uh, and as you mentioned, sometimes even at bigger organizations, well, someone else has got that. Well, someone else has got it. No one's got it. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing we're trying to try to drive there. Um, so you see, if I had a nice progression here. I, I love, the, love the story about getting out, getting out of accounting and then jumping into something else. I've heard that from a few folks along the way here. Is there something that you draw upon either from school or even maybe even before that lessons from your, your, your parents or family that, that is, that you pull back on time and again, as you're, going through maybe challenging business issues or, or working with, with someone and, and you're coaching or, or teaching them? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, you know, as I look back and look, I, I started my career, not my career career, but like my 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 learnings as a valet at a country club. I, uh, I got a job working this summer. It was after my freshman year of college. And um, it was it was it was the most amazing job at that age because it helped me pay for school. Number one, which was very critical in my, in my growth. But number two is I got to interact with so many different types of leaders across various industries and, and got to understand their perspectives. And and the one thing that I kind of lean back on is understanding people's perspective, right? Because it, my, my mom and dad both taught me that it's like, you know, just yeah. don't jump into conclusions, don't make assumptions, try and understand the perspective of the person that you're working with, whatever challenging situation you're in or whatever comfortable situation you're in. And that really enabled me working as a valet to do a lot of those things. And it, it helped me to actually start learning how to grow things. Because I was sitting outside of the country club that I was working for where all the things were happening inside the country club and the general manager focused on everything in the doors and didn't really focus a lot on the things that are outside, which gave me the autonomy to actually build and grow. So I went from parking cars to washing and waxing cars to I was running people's laundry to the laundromat or dry cleaning. <laughs> Full so, service valet going on right there, Dan. I love had, it. It's great. We had 10 different product offerings, eventually service yeah. offerings, not products, but service sure. offerings that we were able to provide to these to these, these members that, you know, it was like you said, full service and whatever they needed because they were, their lives were just tremendously busy with kids and career and all that stuff where ours weren't and it was perfect match. 
but it helped me to understand how to work with those perspectives, see what they cared about, what they understood, what they what they wanted to see as a customer service type relationship and as a as a relationship with the, the front door of the of the uh, of the um, country club to allow me to grow business to where I was bringing home anywhere from three to five hundred dollars a month, uh, a weekend to right. help me pay for school, which was awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Interesting lesson there, really. And it's, it's something we talk about qu- quite a bit with folks that are trying to grow their business. At a certain point in time, you may be able to do things. So in your instance, right, those folks were able to do some of those tasks, do some of those things, but it wasn't the right use of their time for that. They were doing something else inside or, you know, talking, <laughs> either enjoying their, 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 uh, their time off or, as you know, business gets done in th- those places, but you could fill that role. And, and this is a thing that, that often times gets in the way when you're trying to grow is the ability to delegate. And when can you let go of the vine? When can you take that step and say, I'm not going to worry about that anymore. I can do it. I'm just not going to do it. Someone else is better suited for it. Sounds like you're filling that role maybe more subconsciously than anything else intuitively, but realize, hey, there's a space here where I can fill a role and take on some work that others didn't want to do. And in this case, it was more on a personal side, but still same concept applies. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's awesome. Awesome. Let's just talk a little bit about where, where you are today in, in, in the current business. Uh, you, you know, we, we have a similar background in, in this in this space where you are today. Uh, some challenging times recently. Just kind of walk us through where you've been. And I say challenging for those that aren't. Dan it, it, it provides a, a great. Uh, well, I'll let him describe Dan. Why don't you talk a little bit about what, what, you, what, what you're doing today and, and the journey that you've been on the last couple of years, given some of the challenges with COVID? Sure. So uh, Century Support Services is a debt resolution company, and we are we are working with those folks that are in financial hardship and looking for some type of solution to get them back to some uh, some financial freedom. And um, you know, as 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 you indicated, this is a tough time. This is a really rough spot. These, these actually these past four years have been very 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 challenging for the American consumer, the ups and downs of, of yeah. things, and even for business owners and, you know, uh, businesses like us where, you know, we, uh, we, we were fully in, in office business and um, three years ago, and we had tons of business coming through the door to watch it dry up in 30 days and send, you know, 300 people to work from home uh, without having really the capabilities or capacity to handle that that load from a technological perspective, um, yeah. or even just a an understanding like how to manage people, like our leaders and our managers have never managed people remotely before. So very challenging type of opportunity. But our business is is you know we went through the downturn early on in COVID, where we like I said our business drew, dried up in, in thirty days. And the government really became kind of the, the debt relief provider in that early early time frame, providing a lot of stimulus money to consumers, um, to the point where we are now, where where we can't hire fast enough, and and the, the, the growth and scale is going to continue to grow over the coming months. And just to go back, to, you know, Scott, to what we do, we we basically put our our consumers that come into our program on a program. That is anywhere from 24 to 48 months. And we work with them to build habits, you know, build good, positive habits that that might counter the things that they had that were maybe negative habits that they were creating with their financials in the prior month years um, to them coming onto the program. So once we can help them build those positive habits of saving money into a 
into in their their bank account, we can take that money and work with their creditors to negotiate somewhere less than what they owe on their outstanding obligations and ultimately getting them back to a point where they have a, a, uh, a process that is full of these good habits and then also a process that allows them to be financially free and get back into the financial markets and the credit markets again and, and really in a responsible way. It's it's having worked in this business a little bit myself in, in my past and, and knowing a little about it is is the last word, as you said, just the, a crazy aspect of it because it actually works in inverse to how the economy is going, right? We economy kind of, despite the pandemic, for the individual consumer, as you said, they were able to gain a little ground, uh, particularly on their debt obligations. And now that things have turned around and, and we're seeing the other side of this and some other pressures in the economy now – the services are even more in demand. Just it's an interesting sort of count, point counterpoint to the general trends in the economy that uh, th- that we hear about in the news or, or read about or whatever. On the Grow Your Damn Business podcast, we talk with entrepreneurs about their journeys, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Growth never happens in a straight line. How do business owners overcome those moments when they hit a ceiling, feel stuck, and are trying to work through it? Are they spending their time working on their business or in their business? On the Grow Your Damn Business podcast, we explore these questions and much more. Expect a lively, spirited discussion about what it takes to succeed as an entrepreneur and grow your damn business. Dan, take me back to COVID just because a lot of folks went through this and uh, I just want to talk a little bit about those lessons learned and, and look, you can't go back and rewrite history, but you, you learn from it and you have would you do it differently. So, you know, things start to hit rapid fire sort of in, in March of 2020, maybe going a little bit into April. Did you have a moment like, oh, shit, this is going down? Like, did something just all of a sudden you woke up one morning or trying to end the day and like, what the heck do I do next? Like anything like that just sort of hit you square between the eyes? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, I, I, I kind of saw a little bit of it coming. I mean, in, in January and February, I, both those months I was in New York and I was watching kind of like the dynamics of people and, mm. and, and kind of how things were going. Like, I remember the first time I went to New York in January, people were in, in, wearing gloves. And I'm like, that's weird. It's different, right? It's just, you know, it's, it's, I've heard, you know, concerns before, but I've never seen it to this capacity. And then the next month it was gloves and masks, you know, on the planes and in, in, in LaGuardia, LaGuardia airport. And I'm like, that's really changed. And then in March, I was at, in, in DC at one of the government offices down there. And I'm watching like government workers come every 20 minutes and wipe down everything, you know, railings, doors, everything. I'm like something, this is really bad. Like, this is like, this is really, really bad. And then we got home and our, our governor had shut down, um, all, you know, non-essential businesses, you know, with, and they gave us like time frame, like seven to 10 days, I think it was. Wow. And we're scrambling. We're yeah. just scrambling because again, 99% of our workforce had come to the office every single day, logged into their machine. Our systems weren't remote ready. They weren't, they weren't even remotely close to being remote ready. And we didn't have the capacity or the, or the, or the inventory to be able to send people home with all these laptops and computers and all that stuff. But we made it happen. Um, we, you know, the, the good news is, is that we have amazing people and, you know, our number one core value is people and that's the clients we serve and the people that help serve those clients. And everybody pulled together, everybody rallied together to find a way to make it easier to move 300 people outside of the organization back to their homes and do it in a successful way. But that was kind of the beginning of the journey, Scott, right? Because yeah, yeah. getting people outside actually 
you know, when I look back, it wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty, pretty easy. Like we did a great job and a lot of hard work, but pretty easy. Now the hard work started is how do you continue to motivate? How do you teach leaders that have never managed one work, one teammate uh, remotely ever, ever before? How do you build support around that? And how do you engage them in, in a meaningful way that makes them feel still connected to the environment and connected to other people. And we spent a lot of work, um, I would say for a five solid straight months, really having training sessions on teaching our managers and even some cases, my leaders on how to manage those folks remotely. And we, we did that every month for the first five months. We held, you know, virtual events like everyone else did, but virtual events about, you know, making sure we're bringing people together like they used to be in the office, but also making sure that they're speaking to our customers in such a way that is even more empathetic than they, they had previously been because of all the other concerns that were going on in the, uh, in the macroeconomic environment, as well as the, just the environment in general. Yeah. It turns out the easy part was the hardware equipment and, and the connectivity, right? That, that it turns out was easier. Uh, because every leader in, in that environment, so a business that relies on phone interaction with with clients, with, with consumers, so you're relying on that. Well, every manager has always been taught, you know, be there, look your folks in the eye, know how they're doing, take that temperature check by doing a walk-by. Like, that was all the training for a leader. <laughs> right? That's how he did it. And then, right, because this is a space that, that I'm familiar with, and, and that's how it was done. And then all of a sudden, that wasn't it. It's like, okay, now we got to rely on teams. I got to rely on, Hey, does everyone have a video camera? Is it turned on? Can I see how you're working? Like just, just, just dy dynamic stuff there. Is there anything there that you pulled from during that experience and the time afterward that you're actually still, you know, able to put as a, as a new practice or new process today in, in terms of some of those disciplines, you know, did, as you sort of rewrote the book, did that become a better book, right? Is there something better that you're doing now uh, than pre COVID? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, we are we're definitely spending more time engaging with, you know, deeper levels inside of the organization um, because of it. And so, you know, one thing that we do each and every year, um, every, you know, every company has some, some type of strategy session and kicks off kind of like the budgeting process, the planning process for the following year. And we we're we're very much in line with doing something very similar. But we start that process with what we call the big rock duck. And it's really us taking a look backwards and saying, okay, what did we, what did we do really, really well? And we want to celebrate those things. Like those for us internally, we do something called celebrate great moments. And we want to celebrate those large rocks that we were able to move throughout the year and make significant impacts in the business for our people, you know? And, and then what did we just, kind of just miss, you know, like we, we did a good effort, but we really didn't hit it, hit a home run with this one. And, and things that we should probably take, learn lessons learned from that and move them into the things we want to focus on next year. And then we work on, you know, what are we planning for next year in terms of those things that we learned? How do we put those as priority items? And typically that exercise, when we work on that, it comes up with like, maybe like 50 different things that we want to work on. And then we have to kind of pare that down and say, well, we're not going to accomplish 50 things. Let's pare that down and bring it down to the things that we really can accomplish next year and things that we really want to focus on next year. And oh, by the way, 
what could affect that that is happening in kind of the microeconomic environment around the around the the, you know, the the majority of the areas where our people live, the macroeconomic environment, the industry as a whole, and incorporate that into our thinking from a finance from a prioritization process as well as a kind of a guiding process. We we've taken that and it. It ultimately comes down to a document, but then we distill that into something we can communicate and share with the entire organization to say, hey, look, this is where we're driving towards this year. And this is the successes and the things of greatness that we were able to accomplish last year. And thank you. You know, thank you for all your effort, because without this entire team, we would never have been able to get there. But moving that down and then on a on a every we meet every two months, our our, our company um, and in an all company meeting, we kind of reflect back on that and kind of share where we're at as we're working towards those accomplishments. Yeah, no, love it that that. Ability to check check in throughout the year, right? And and we we try to get our clients to live in a ninety day world, so they're setting the rocks every ninety days. Sounds like you're doing it just a, a similar cadence, maybe maybe a little bit briefer than that, but just having that opportunity to to have that check in, take that temperature check, but also let others know what's going on, right? And and keeping things uh, out there a little transparent for folks. It's just just great stuff, great techniques. Um, Dan, I always ask this to the folks when they come on, have, uh, you're now leading this organization. Have there been times when you've been tempted to chase something or do something sort of outside of your core, right? That we call it the bright, shiny object syndrome, call it what you want. But these things, these distractions can sometimes really set you, set you on a different path, uh, oftentimes not in a good way. Uh, and have you had that? Have you resisted it? Just give me a little bright, shiny object uh, tutorial here, if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely. So, so first and foremost, I'm, I'm, uh, I tell everybody, you know, everything's an opportunity until it's not. And so I love to explore and I love to go out and see what, what those things could be. I will take, I'm probably one of those ones that will take, you know, more phone calls than others will are willing to take just to, just to see, I like to learn. So I want to learn and I want to grow from what others others perspectives are and what their visions are and what their their things that they can provide are. I won't say yes to uh, the majority of those things. And I'll, I'll give you an experience. My last company, I was working in the higher education industry and we were uh, we were outside of the, the college and university market, but we, um, we actually provided services to the college university market. And we were very specific on the service set that we could provide. Our operation was built in such a way that we could do things like loan servicing, payment processing, those type of outsourced operations for the college universities. My, uh, my boss, who was an entrepreneur, um, came to me one day and said, hey, good news is we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take over this service for this large uh, university here in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, oh, really? What is that? And he said, they, uh, they have a badge making process for all the students and they don't want to insource it anymore. They want to outsource it and we're going to take it on. I'm like, really? He's like, what do you think? I said, I would say no. And why? Because we don't make badges here. <laughs> like, that's we don't make no stinking do. badges. <laughs> exactly. That's not what we do here. And, like, and it really became, it came down to like, you know, it was, it was going to be great money. It was going to be, all that stuff was going to be great. And something that he saw as something we could take across every single client that we had, and we had 1300 of them. And I'm like, but we don't do it well because we don't do it at all. He yeah. said, well, how do you say no to someone that wants you to, wants to give you business? And that was his biggest challenge is how do you say no? And 
And we, we talked through that concept of like, look, I appreciate you thinking about uh, thinking about us for that. I appreciate you wanting to give us an opportunity to do something that you find very valuable for your your students and your your organization. And we we for sure could probably do a great job for you. But we don't want to step outside of ourselves. And what if we we did fail? What if we didn't do a first forward step, you know, good first step forward with this process? How would that look for your your students, your your staff, your people, all that stuff? And since we don't want to disrupt that, and we would rather work on other jobs that are better for you, that are more in line with our footprint and more successful for your your important students and your and your faculty, we were just going to have to say no to this for right now. And it, it, it challenged him a lot, but I'm that type of guy that I can see like, Hey, if, if it's not going to fit inside the same box that we have or, or come back to the same things that we generally can provide, I'll stay away from it. Um, and try and steer people to stay away from it. But at the same time, I always want everybody to have an opportunity to, to, to be innovative. And I tell every one of my leaders, like, I want you to dream. I want you to think big. I want you to come to me with all the things that you think we should be doing or could be doing and then have the conversations. At least we've had the conversations of why we'll take that on or why we wouldn't take that on. Some great lessons there. Just, just um, that, just a couple of things that that come to mind that uh, really resonate. The, the first being know your lane, right? Know what, what you're good at, and then although there is a client that may want you to do more, you could actually jeopardize the thing that you really deliver well. That's right. right? That that's you've 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 left yourself open to actually losing business that you have by by just trying to add this other business that you're that you're not an expert at. Now there's a time for expansion and I think you need to know that, right? So I, I think you pointed that out well. But but chasing those things just cuz someone individual or one client asked you to do that can can oftentimes really set you back months and or years on on the trajectory that you're on when you get away from what you're really focused on, your core focus, the thing you do well, the thing you deliver for your clients time and again and why they trust you. And, you know, right. and there's a challenge to that trust, right? You got to be very careful on that. That's exactly right. So it's kind of middle of 23. What's the rest of the year look like for you? What are you, what are things going on that, that you can share? Say, but you know, what's the rest of the year look like as you, as you think about the rest of 23 and then in, into next year, what, what's on, what's on your, your mind and, and your path? Well, Scott, you, you know, our, our business and, and, you know, what I would, I would say is it looks exciting, right? It's just, right. It, it's, it's, it's really good for the business and for us to continue our, our journey of helping to grow careers here at, at Century um, while we're, while we're growing business. The, you know, the downside of it is that, you know, unfortunately that means that the American consumer is not doing so well and it's not as exciting for them, but that's right now. Like you know, the 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 exciting part is that there's a program that can help them get to the to, to the better place. So for us, it's 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 about growth. It's about hiring and developing and and building the next um, the next leaders for our organization as we continue to scale and grow. So it's that's really exciting times for us as uh, as we look out. We we literally uh, we can't hire fast enough right now. Um, that's kind of kind of where we're at. We're looking to expand our operations into uh, another city. Um, to while we're we're still remote today, um, we want to have certain functions kind of um, coalesce around a, a certain location. So we're we're starting to look at areas around the country that we can bring people together in either sales or service capacities to to help to to support and uh, support our team, but also support the clients. 
How are you finding the hiring market right now? How is the uh, the market out there? I, I tell you what. Um, so this kind of goes back even into the COVID timeframes. Like there's there's three themes that I heard um, throughout the COVID timeframes and even recently. Number one, people couldn't get a hold of their metrics. They just couldn't um, energize or, or engage the team in such a way, meaningful way to get them to the, the metrics that they were looking for pre, pre-COVID or even the metrics that they were moving up post-COVID or during COVID. Um, we have never had a problem. We had full visibility. We kind of, we always had a good handle. Like I would say we had a 30, 45 day drop in metrics and then all those metrics kind of came right back and rebounded and we kind of went on. Two was keeping people in the recruiting cycle, like hiring and, and bringing in new talent. Never, never had a problem at all. We always had, we have full pipelines right now, which is amazing. Nice. Like we have nice. tons of yeah. people, lots of referrals. Like there's probably 60% of our pipeline is full of referrals, which is amazing because they're coming from inside. So like-minded people are bringing more people into the organization to help support them. That's, that's what we're, we're promoting throughout the organization. And then the third one is, is retaining the talent that you have. Um, in my entire career, my entire career, I never had a month of zero attrition. Never had a month of zero attrition. We had three straight months of zero attrition in the end of 2022, sorry, end of 2021, going into 2022. And every month after it was kind of single digits of attrition, which uh, our business, um, yeah, that's a lot a- of hourly, hourly staff, um, heavily, heavy call center type, type operations. And it's typically high turn, but we have, um, we've been able to successfully, again, this is, this is on the, this is our leadership team and our management team has been successful in ensuring that we keep the talent that we invest in and, and teach and help them to grow with inside their career. So, for us, you know, that's that's where we're headed. You know, continue to innovate and growth and learn with our talent and and keep them growing as we bring on more, so they can help support that uh, that expansion and that growth for us. Beautiful. You know, it's great to hear that, and congrats on that. Sounds like you guys are at least well positioned here for the opportunity that that's out there and providing the service back to folks that uh, that are in need. So great stuff. Yep. Dan, thanks so much for sharing all that you did today. It's been been great having you on here as we as we like to wrap things up with you. We've got uh, five quick questions for you. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily business related, but I always like to hear from our guests on the five quick questions. So first and foremost, favorite sports team. Well, Scott, so I've been playing hockey since I was eight years old. I played inline, ice, ball hockey, all, all those different things. And I'm entering my 14th year as a, a coach for youth hockey. Oh, nice. And so I've been watching the Pittsburgh Penguins play. Pens, I, had a, I had a feeling that was coming, given your background, <laughs> that the Pens were. <laughs> I could have If I had to guess, I was going to guess the Pens. So I'm glad That's I you know, know you a little bit there. Uh, good stuff. Uh, and ironically, the Pens uh, losing in the last week have paved the way for the Panthers, of all things. That is, know, it's, it's a crazy, crazy circumstance for the Stanley Cup. Uh, Very crazy. crazy. Um, what would you eat for your last meal? So I, I would uh, some some cereal, some some form of some cereal. I'm a really? Big, oh, yeah. When I was growing up, I went through a gallon of milk a day and at least two boxes of cereal every day. So Well, you could do that playing hockey every day. That was absolutely. Do we have a favorite cereal? Can we get into specific uh, cereal? Fruit, fruit Loops, fruit or, loops. Fruit, or Fruity Pebbles, one of those two. It's love it, love it. Little sugar cereal is fantastic. Uh, dream vacation spot. So I would say 
traveling through Germany. Um, I love history. I love all the war, you know, the war history. Um, I'd love to spend, uh, you know, a month just traveling through Germany and all the various different cities over there. Awesome. Favorite movie or TV show? Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two old school Fletch. If it, of course. If part of that. Classic. Yes, uh, absolutely. Love Chevy Chase. Um, yep. And then more recently, I would say Billions TV show. Awesome. Awesome. And then last, uh, a piece of advice or a quote that uh, you go back to that, that you always got to have around or something that you share quite frequently that, that you'd like to share with us. Well, um, so, so as you may know, it, you know, it's often said that we are rewarded in public for what we diligently practice in private. So I, I teach this to my, my young players as we do off, off ice training, we're in practice. And, and I would say that my favorite quote is how you do anything is how you do everything. Love it. What a great way to wrap things up. Dan, thank you so much for being on the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. It was great having you here. Really appreciate all your time and the insights and the stories you shared. So thank you very much for carving out some time for us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me again, Scott. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, Dan. All right. Bye-bye. The Grow Your Damn Business podcast is hosted by Scott Goodrich, a professional EOS implementer. To learn more about EOS and how it might help grow your damn business, you can email Scott at scott.goodrich at eosworldwide.com. Dot com or check out his website at www.eosworldwide.com forward slash Scott hyphen Goodrich. This podcast is a production of Old Soul. Old Soul is a one-stop marketing agency that builds podcasts for personal brands and businesses. If you're interested in starting your own podcast show, shoot them an email at info at aoldsoul.com. That's info at aoldsoul.com. Thank you for listening to the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. If you found this conversation valuable, subscribe to our YouTube channel and find us on your favorite podcast platform. We will see you next week on the Grow Your Damn Business podcast.